Hey guys, it's Shonda and we're back with another episode. Today the title of this is going to be Deeper. Let's get deeper into prayer. Deeper prayer. I realized that I spoke about intimacy with God, what that looks like, and and we talked about prayer just a little bit, but the Holy Spirit wants me to teach you deeper. What does it mean and stuff? So that's where we're heading. So I'm just going to say a quick prayer and then we're going to dive into it. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to hear about your word, to read your word. I pray, Lord, let everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice, may you give them revelation. May you give them knowledge. May you give them understanding. That as we go through your word and we see what you have to say about prayer, that we would have a a new way of thinking. We'd have a new outlook on prayer, Lord. So I thank you for all of them. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's get started. Remember, we have to flip through the Bible. That's how we learn it. We flip. It becomes muscle memory after a while, right? (laughs) So I want to start off with, um, I want to start off with talking about your intentions, right? So when we go deeper into prayer, what is your intentions, right? So like, why am I doing this? Is my heart posture correct? Am I coming humbly before my father and and expressing myself to him? Am I requesting my needs? But am I also listening to hear what he needs me to do? That's important, right? So praying is asking God. A relationship is talking with God, right? So that's why we want to go deeper because we can ask our father. He knows what we need and he already gave it to us, right? There's nothing wrong with asking, but we also want to have the relationship. So we want to go deeper, whereas, yes, we're praying, but he's also talking back to us. Because remember, we serve a God that speaks back, right? So I want to talk about um, restore, this word restore. And I have to give honor where honor is due. I honor my spiritual family, Prophetess Taryn, Prophet Lovi, Prophetess Lily Java. What I'm speaking to you guys is what I've learned from them and kind of put it together in my own words. So that's how you know you understand something, right? When somebody explains it to you and you can explain it to someone else. So I'm going to explain it to you and then you're going to be able to spread it this word to someone else. And that's how you know that you got it and then they'll get it. So I want to talk about restore. Restore only comes from when something is taken from you, right? So what does that have to do with praying? Well, believe it or not, peeps, uh, these demons out here, they don't want you to pray. I think I've stated this before. They don't want you to pray. When You ever notice that when you go to pray, you get tired, uh, you, you, your eyes get heavy, your kids need you, this one needs you, your phone's going off the hook, the food is burning, I don't know, the house caught fire, I don't know. Just every, something always happens when it's time to pray. And we have to get rid of that. Now, I did speak about setting the atmosphere. Very important. So we want to always set our atmosphere. I mean, you don't have to, but I personally think it's good to set the atmosphere. I have two songs that I think will will really help you guys. It really helps me. They touch me. It's called Never Lost um, 
by CC Winings, I believe it is. And the other one is called uh, Worth by Anthony Brown. Those two songs, wow, there's something about them, um, really opens it up. And of course, my favorite, William McDowell, Nothing Like Your Presence. But those songs, just play it. Set that, set the mood, set the tone, set the atmosphere for the Lord to come visit you, right? So restore. We have to restore our time. When we just go into prayer, when I say, you know what, I'm going to go pray. And I go in my room and I close the door and I lay down. I'm tired. They're taking that from me. They're taking my prayer time away from me. And that's not what we want, right? Because the enemy comes to lie, to steal to destroy, to kill. to it, We don't have time for him and his shenanigans, right? So we need to restore our time. I'm taking my time back and I'm getting it in abundance, okay? Um, and we need to understand that what you lost, we have to get it back. We cannot allow these, these demons, these devils, these spirits to take stuff from us, especially our prayer time. That's, that is a goal for them. They do not want us to pray. Why? Why don't they want us to pray? Because when we pray, we become powerful. We activate our power. Do you understand? And the more we pray, the more we push, you know, the more we we sacrifice and we get in there, then we start to use our authority. And they know that we have authority over them. And they don't want us to realize the power that we carry inside of us. So they will try to stop us from praying so that we don't, so that we can't be on one accord with God and so that we don't know who we are in Christ. And that's no bueno. You understand? We need to be on the same page as God. And we also need to know who we are in Christ. And we need to know the power that we carry in Christ. So that's very important. Okay. So when we set the atmosphere for a prayer, we sing, we worship. It's like... Praying under an open heaven, kind of, right? You worship, you get deep, you invite his presence. And once you got him in there, then you start praying. You go at it. Because when you open up that atmosphere and you invite God in, you have to remember, guys, demons and, and, and all these things, they don't want to be around God. They can't, they can't, they cannot be around him, right? So we remember in, in the Bible, it says, uh, you know, after Jesus broke the bread and the fish, you know, he took a boat over and the demons, they were like, why are you, yeah, you're here to torture us? Why did you come before our time? You're trying to torture us? Like, they don't want to be around God. So we're going to open up this atmosphere. We're going to invite the angelic presence. We're going to invite the Lord because, listen, the demons don't want that. They don't want that, okay? They don't want to be around our Lord. So they will leave. So once we've eliminated them, then we can focus on our God. We can focus and we can focus. And that, and that's what I really want us to understand. So there's the quality of your prayer and the quantity of your prayer. So that's very important to know. There's a lot of things that come against you when you try to pray, right? Um, where you live at, there's territorial demons uh, or principalities. They govern, they govern where you are. So if I live in the Bronx, there's already something that's up in the air because it did whatever it did. And, and this is its region. So so now I'm battling the demons who just walk around and they wait for somebody because, you know, the the enemy, he 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 waits and he watches. Right. And he waits for an opportunity. But the moment you set your mind that you're going to pray, 
here go the demons. They, they're starting. They don't want you to pray. So they're trying to make you tired and trying to distract you. So you got to deal with those. You got to deal with the ones who run the region, the, the territory or whatever. They're going to fight you because they're going to be like, oh, no, no, no. You're trying to pray where I am. And then you have uh, generational demons that they just fighting you because somebody along great, 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 whoever made a deal with whoever. And they feel like you belong to them. So they trying to fight you, too. So you got three things trying to fight you. This is why setting an atmosphere is very, very important. And I've learned I've learned this from my uh spiritual grandmother prophetess lily okay it's very important that we know these things because you have to know what you're coming up against right now we are we're protected peeps we are protected okay but i just want you to understand what's out there and what's happening and why it may be so difficult for you to pray so let's turn in our bibles guys we're gonna go to luke luke is my favorite book in the bible by the way we're gonna go to luke in the 11th chapter, and we're going to go to the 9th verse. So Luke 11, 9. So this is after we set our atmosphere. We have invited the Holy Spirit. We've been guided. We have invited the Spirit of God into our presence. And now we are going to start praying. I want you to, I, I, I'm going to read this verse. I want you to really take it in. This is Jesus speaking. Okay, so in your Bible, whenever you see red in the New Testament, that is Jesus speaking, in case you didn't know. It says, and I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Verse 10. For everyone who acts receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. That is amazing. That lets me know that if I'm pushing in prayer and I'm asking God for something, he's given it to me, right? It, that's what he said. He said, if you ask, it'll be given unto you. If you look for it, if you seek it, you'll find it. And if you knock, doors will open. So now that we have this awesome atmosphere, we got all the nonsense and the distractions out of the way. I All I got to do here is ask God, ask him, believe that it's mine, and then it's done knock on the door he said he was going to open it open it and then it's done so this is the atmosphere that answers your prayers right we're inviting him in we're humbling ourselves before the lord and then we're laying it out to him because remember prayer is an expression of thanks to the lord and it's also presenting your request before the lord so i just want us to always keep that verse in mind don't ever think that you're praying and it's for nothing don't ever think that god is not hearing your prayers don't ever think that um just because you've been praying for something for a really long time that it's not going to come to pass because jesus literally says if you ask you'll be given okay and if you look for it you'll find it and if you knock the doors will be open so i i really want us to like Remember that it's really important. And I think that going into prayer with that mindset, knowing you got to know that, you know, that, you know, that God is going to answer your prayers. He already heard you from before you even opened your mouth. Why? Because God looks at your heart posture. So I know that a lot of places when people are praying, they like to put on a show and that's cute. But God is not looking at that. He looks at our heart. Right. So what's the posture of your heart? Actually, that was good. 
that was real good. I hope I hope you guys are getting something. The heart posture is very, very important um, when you go to God because, listen, you, we don't want to offend God. That is not what we want to do. Nobody wants that type of uh, life, offend, <laughs> offending the Lord. That is just not fun. So I'm actually going to go to, because uh, I want to read this to you. It's in James and the fourth chapter and the second verse so James 4 2 because this goes along with your hop your heart posture okay and it reads you want what you don't have so you scheme and kill to get it you are jealous of what others have but you can't get it so you fight and wage war to take it away from them yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it and even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only what you only want what will give you pleasure. So that is talking about your heart posture, right? So wh- why am I asking God for what I'm asking God for? Is, am I going to be a benefit to his kingdom? That's what we got to think about, right? Because we have to remember when, when uh, Jesus was comparing us to branches, if we are not useful, he chops the branch off and throws it in the lake of fire. That's what it says. And I will have that scripture listed for you. You can read it for yourself. Okay. So our heart posture has to be correct. Okay. And that was actually verse two and three that I read. So that was James four, two to three, right? Our heart has to be aligned. Why am I asking God for what, for what I'm asking him for? Why do I want this job? For what? So I could go party and drink shots uh, so I can buy all the shoes that I want. Or do I want this job because I'm going to pay my tithe so that he can rebuke the devourer on my behalf? Because I'm going to sow seeds because I'm going to help. So I'm going to buy somebody a coffee one day or I'm going to help some some somebody buy groceries. Do you understand? Why am I asking? Am I going to be a benefit to the Lord with this job? And it's not just a job. That's just an example, right? Why am I asking for what I'm asking for? That's what we have to keep in mind. How am I going to be a benefit to God? Because we have this habit of, God, I need this. God, I need this. God, I want this. I want this. Blah, blah, blah. But what are we doing for him? Right? Because God don't need us, but he'll use us. You understand? And we're here to spread the gospel. And we are here to benefit his kingdom. So when we ask God for what we're asking him for, we have to have good intentions, right? So let me throw this out. Hannah. I love Hannah. She went in there to church. Hannah, she's in the book of Samuel, okay? She went in there and she was praying, God, I want a baby. And whatever else she was saying. She made a deal with God. She asked God for a baby and said she will give that baby back to God. And God said, oh, I like this. I like this. Hannah wanted her womb open. So the Lord gave her a baby. She gave her baby back. That was Samuel, right? And then she went and had a whole bunch of kids after that. Her heart posture was correct. She was asking God to open her womb. Why? For what? Nowhere in there says that the devil closed her womb. God closed her womb. And she knew that. And that's why she asked him. And she said, well, listen, check this out. You give me a baby. I'll give him back to you because I know I see 
that you need a prophet. I see that you need you need someone to speak on your behalf because it says in that time, the word of the Lord was rare or to hear his voice. He wasn't speaking to people back then. So she said, okay, I see what you need, God. So if you give this to me, I could give this to you. And that's what I want us to keep in mind. How are we benefiting God with what we're asking for? He will give us the desires of his, of our heart. That's what he said, right? Seek the kingdom and everything else will fall into place. So that's going to happen. But when we're pushing and we're pushing and pushing in prayer, instead of begging God, let's, yes, I mean, yes, we're going to plead, right? Let me correct myself. We're going to plead, but we have to, we have to remember, we have to say to ourselves, how am I benefiting you, God? And also, God is very intentional, okay? He's very strategic. He moves with a plan. Chaos could be breaking out. Hell could be breaking out in your life. You need to go pray. Why? Because when there's nonsense and confusion and chaos, that's when God can show up and he can be God. Because if your life is peaches and cream, why would he come? For what? You don't need him. Not at that moment. We always need him, though. Don't you ever forget that. So I want you to push in prayer and I want you to have the correct heart posture is so important you can fool me you can fool your neighbors your mom and your sister okay but if your heart posture is not correct you cannot fool the lord impossible because that's what he's looking at so we're going to set the atmosphere and we're going to come with a good heart posture right so we need to go to god also Humbly, we need to humble ourselves before our father in heaven because prayer is we are connecting. We're connecting to him. It's like a pipeline. We're going straight to him. So we need to be humble. We cannot be prideful. Let me tell you something. God does not like the pride, the prideful. It's not cute to be prideful. How can you learn? Remember, I said in the other uh, episode, we have to be teachable. How can I be teachable if I'm prideful? How can I teach you? If you think you know everything, that means there's no there's no space for me. So we want to eliminate that and we want to be humble and we want to be a student in the presence of our Lord. Okay, very important. Humility will get you far. Humility will get you far. Okay. so expression is also I mean, expression prayer is also an expression of thanks to God. God honors our sacrifice. Do you understand? He honors our sacrifices. So I'm going to say, you know what? Thank you, God. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for everything. And I'm going to sacrifice. Well, I only usually pray for 10 minutes. Well, guess what? Now, God, I'm going to sacrifice. My favorite show comes on at 8 o'clock, but I'm going to be with you at 8 o'clock. And I'm going to pray for as long as I possibly can. Sacrifice. And he honors that. God honors that. Now, when you start to pray, when you become a prayerful person, the power in you grows, right? Prayer gives us power. Remember that. Prayer gives us power. Prayer gives us power, okay? We have to be able to push in power. Push. When you pray, you are pushing for an open heaven, okay? You are pushing for an open heaven, and I want you to understand that. Prayer gives you power. Sacrifice gives you authority, which is in the quality 
of your prayer. So the quantity is how long I can pray. Some people pray for hours and nothing happens. That's okay. You're building yourself up. You are building your spirit man up. The more you pray, get in there, pour your heart out to him, pray, pray, pray. And then when you start to sacrifice and goes and it goes along with your prayer and you're meeting God on these dates, I'm sacrificing. I'm getting up early. I don't want to get up early, earlier than I have to. Let's say I have to be up at seven. Well, I'm going to get up at 530 and then I'm going to pray to whatever time I stop. That is a sacrifice. God is going to honor that. Your sacrifice gives you authority. Okay. Sacrifice gives you authority. Prayer gives you power. And those two together, that's a dangerous combo. When you have those two together, you don't got to pray for five, 10 hours. You could say your prayers and it'll be done just like that. So it's really important. And I want to read this scripture to you guys. Um, So going back to my favorite book, Luke, (laughs) we're going back to Luke. Uh, I really like this and I hope that you guys really get something out of this. So this is Luke 9, Luke in the ninth chapter in the 23rd verse. Luke 9, 23. Okay. It says, then he said to them all, this is Jesus speaking. If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Wow. What is that? That is a sacrifice. That is killing our flesh. People, you let's say we, you don't get up till seven, you get up early. That is sacrifice. That is you killing your flesh when you don't want to get out of bed and your body is like 10 more minutes. And you're like, no, cause I'm going to go meet the Lord sacrifice. The Lord honors our sacrifices. Don't ever think you're doing it in vain. God sees you. He sees your motives. He sees the intentions of your heart. He's seeing your heart posture. The Lord will honor you. Okay. So I just, I I really want you guys to remember that. I'm going to read it again. If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I'm going to read 24 as well. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. But so, but whosoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Come on, guys. We're losing our life for God. Only to live. Because remember, we're not here for a long time. We're passing through earth. We're going through this motion. Our home is going to be in heaven and then it will be in the new earth. But that's another topic, right? We're not here a long time. We're trying to get back to where we came from. Heaven. And I have another scripture. We, we're in the scriptures today, okay? Not It's not that many. So calm down. <laughs> but there is a few. We're going we're gonna to flip over to Romans. Okay, let's go. We're going to go to Romans chapter 8. If I could get there. I'm like flying past it. Okay, so we're going to go Romans 8 and the fifth verse. Romans 8. Fifth verse, and I'm going to read to uh, nine. Okay, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. So let's stop right there. What does that mean? Those who live according to the flesh set their thing their minds on things of the flesh. You got to be spirit minded. Okay, we are spiritual beings. Yes, we are in a fleshly body. 
in an earthly world. I get it, right? But this is not us. We, like I said, we're passing by, okay? Our spirit needs to be in charge, and our body will catch up, okay? And so I'm going to continue reading. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit will be on their mind, okay? But come on. We are spiritual beings, right? There's a whole spirit world out there, a spirit realm. We are spiritual beings. We need to keep our mind focused on God. And how can we do that? We're going to be persistent in prayer. We're going to set an atmosphere. We're going to push in prayer. We're going to be persistent in prayer. Okay, we're going to renew our mind. Every day we have to renew our minds. And we have to pray. If you get a random urge to pray, don't dismiss it. Pray. Speak to your Heavenly Father. Speak to Him all day. It doesn't have to be uh, super deep and, you know, crazy. You could, you know what, Lord? I just thank you. I bless your holy name. Bust out in song. That's what I do. We have to be persistent in prayer. So I'm going to keep reading. This is verse 6. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, look at that. How do we have peace? Well, we keep our mind on, on, on Christ. Because if, if we're so focused on God and what God's doing and where God is going, we don't have time to be focused on nobody else. We don't have time to be trying to figure out what Sally's doing and what Tracy's doing. We don't have time for that because our focus is on the Lord. Are we in purpose? Are we moving according to his purpose? Are we moving according to his will? Am I doing what he called me here to do? We need to be spiritually minded. We need to be on one accord with God. Okay, and how do we get there? We communicate with him. We pray. So I'm going to keep reading. This is verse 7. For the cardinal minded is hostile towards God. Look at that. Do we really want to be hostile towards God? God. The sovereign God. Okay, superior. Right? That's who you want to be hostile to? I think not. For it is not, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So if we are living according to our flesh, if we're doing whatever our flesh wants, we are not pleasing God. Okay? We're not pleasing God if we can only focus on what our body wants. For example, the church says we're going to do a fast. Three days, we're not going to eat, just water. Your stomach is going to have a fit, right? And if you give in, you're giving in to your flesh. And remember, Jesus said, we just read it in Luke, right? We have to deny ourselves and pick up our cross daily. Deny ourselves, deny what we think we want. We have to put our flesh in its place and allow our spirit to lead us, okay? So, uh, in verse 9, it reads, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. Now, if any man does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. So, we belong to Christ, right? Christ is inside of us. The kingdom of God is inside of us, right? And when we ask the Holy Spirit to take over, he's going to lead us. And remember, talk to him throughout the day, right? Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? You think I should do this? Well, I don't like how she looked at me, God. Am I, am I being offended? Am I, am, 
Am I an offense? Because if so, that has to go, right? Pray, talk to him. And he'll start to reveal things about you that you might need to drop off of you. And that's okay. Because you'd rather have the Lord tell you than someone else, right? Because although the Lord is very loving, he will correct us. And it's in a loving way. Because that's how he is. He is a loving God. So that was Romans 8 and verse 5 through 9. Okay, so we have to remember that we are spiritually minded people. We are led by the Holy Spirit. He is inside of us to comfort us, to lead us, to guide us. Okay, so I want you guys to really just, wow, I really want you to push in prayer. So I want you to set the atmosphere. I want you to pray, get your power. I want you to sacrifice so you can walk in your authority. Okay, I want you to go deeper in prayer. If you can't speak in tongues, that's okay. Push. Let God know that that's what you want. Practice. Practice speaking in tongues. Even if it's, you know, whatever. That's okay. That's how babies learn how to talk before they start. You practice. Practice. Push. Push through because you are spirit-minded. You are led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you utterance. He will help you. He will throw it out there and you practice. And then next thing you know, you'll be flying in in tongues, tongues of fire. Okay. (laughs) So another thing I wanted to point out to you is that intention controls your consciousness. Right. I think I said that already, but I'm going to say it again because somebody needs to hear it again. Intention is very important. Heart posture is very important when we come to our Lord. Very, very important. We don't ever want to come like we know it all because we don't really know nothing. Now, I'm going to have you start flipping in your Bibles again. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians. This is in the New Testament, peeps. 2 Corinthians. And do you know who wrote it? I'm going to give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Did you guess Paul? If you did, good job. Paul wrote it. Paul was letting y'all have it. If you didn't guess Paul, that's okay. Read your Bible. Get to know it. Get to know who Paul was. Paul was very powerful. Very powerful. Okay? He was doing strange things, Paul. Paul got bit by a snake and brushed it off like it was a mosquito bite and kept it going. You understand? That's goals right there. But anyways, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians and the first chapter, and we're going to go to the third verse. And this is Thanksgiving because we are praying through everything. We're praying when it gets good. We're praying when it gets bad. We're praying when it's indifferent. We're praying when it's ugly. We're never going to stop praying. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep praying. We have to be persistent. We have to push in prayer. Okay? So it says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our mercies, and the God of our comfort. And this is verse 4. Who comforts us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble by the comfort with which ourselves are comforted by God. Look at that. God is going to comfort you. Praying is so important. I know sometimes life gets hard. Your friends acting crazy. Your job is acting like 
who knows what school is stressful just just the weight of life is on your shoulders don't give up because in the midst of all of that is where you will find god in our weakness god is made strong we see his greatness we see his strength okay we have to push so we're praying for thanksgiving we're praying um to have just a communication with god we are praying um that God goes before us in our days. We're praying all of these things. We want strength. We want to exercise our power. We want to exercise our authority. We're setting the atmosphere for the Lord. Prayer forces us to wait. So whether you like to be patient or not, you don't have patience, you're going to get patience because prayer forces you to be patient. It forces us to wait. It opens our spiritual eyes. So we can see things that carnal minded people can't. Right. So people who are like, I'm hungry, I got to eat. But you, you could tell your flesh to shut up. You ain't eating until this time, because what we're doing when we deny ourselves food is we're feeding our spirit. Now, remember, if you're going to fast, you got to pray. okay? because if you just fast and you're not praying, you're starving yourself. Right. So if I decide I'm doing a fast, I have to be very prayerful because then I'm feeding my inner man, my spirit man, the part of me, which is of God. Okay. Prayer also helps us move forward. It engages us to God and it enlarges his kingdom. It helps our faith grow. Okay. And it enables God's people. My faith by praying is helping you. I'm praying for you. I want you to be okay. I want you to pray like I can pray. I want to pray like my spiritual mother can pray. So I'm I don't even know how to word it for y'all because I really need you to get it. Prayer is so important. It's not just for you. It's for other people. Because the more you pray and you are spirit led, you will be surprised at how many people you can help. You don't got to go around like, hey, you need help. No, but when the opportunity presents itself, you're there. Somebody will, your classmate or, or your coworker will be crying and you'll be like, well, what's wrong? You'll be compelled. What's wrong? They'll tell you what's wrong. Well, do you want me to pray for you? Then you pray. And guess what? You just made that, that person's day. Why? Because you was in prayer. Because you allowed the Holy Spirit to lead you. So when you went over there to pray for your sister, your brother in Christ, the Holy Spirit told you what to pray for. And now they're comforted. And now you feel good. And now the Lord is glorified. Because we're doing this to bring him glory. This is not for us. Okay? So that is what prayer is doing. It helps us bring out what's inside of us. So does that make sense? What is inside of me? Prayer is bringing it out. Whether it's in tongues, whether it's crying, whether it's weeping, whether I'm just sitting there humming because there's no words. I'm letting it out. And my father who is in heaven, he hears me and he understands me. Okay, so this is good stuff. I'm I really like I'm so excited for you guys because I know that after hearing this, I know that you're going to go and you're going to set this atmosphere with those songs that I gave you. But I know you're going to push in prayer and may God surprise you and may God show up where you are. And may he do a new a new thing in your life. Prayer helps us express gratitude. It demonstrates the relationship that we have with God. Okay, expressing gratitude. Aren't you grateful that you got a home? Aren't you thankful that you got food? That you're not a bum in the streets? 
There's a lot of people who don't have what you have, but you have it. So make sure you say thank you because there's a lot of people who are struggling. So listen, 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 listen. We always have to pray when we cannot faint. That's in Luke 18. Pray without fainting. We can't stop praying. We can't stop. We have to push. And I believe that's in First Thessalonians. We have to push and pray. Push, push, push. And you're like, Shonda, why do you keep saying push? What does push and prayer mean? That means when you don't know what else to say, you keep going. Because you didn't hit what you needed to hit. You have to go before God. God who created the universe. You got to lay out what you need. How you feel. Then you got to say, God, well, how can I help you? What can I do for you? How can I be a benefit to you, Lord? I'm telling you, people, this is going to make such a difference. It's going to make such a difference in your life. So be persistent in it and keep going. We will obtain the spirit of God when we push. Okay? And we have to do it through all seasons of our life. When we don't feel like it. When we're poor. When we're sick. When we got hardships. Uh, money problems is happening. All kinds of stuff is happening. You need to keep going because the Holy Spirit is there inside of you to lead you. It's like you'll be maturing in prayer. And that's what we want. We want you to mature as you get deeper, as you push yourself to new limits. Because how do you know how far you can go if you don't push yourself, right? You have to strive to be great. So let's strive to be great in our prayer life. Let's have a successful prayer life. Let's do things that we've never done in prayer. Let's try to be like Paul. Let's try to be like Peter. Let's say instead of hours of prayer, let's be like, you know what? God, I need this, this, and this to be done. And boom, it's done. That's where we're getting. That's where we're trying to go. That's where we want to be. But we want to give God the glory in it all. Because he's worth it. He is holy. He is the holy one. Okay, the Bible itself has power. I want y'all to remember that. That's why I said it's something about flipping through these pages. This have this book has power. Okay. So we're being persistent. We're pushing. We're gonna keep going. I'm not gonna keep you guys for much longer because I really want you to just let this marinate with your spirit. I, I want you to just like, you know, hey. I want you to get in there and say, you know what? God, I'm meeting you at this time. This is our date, and I want more from you. I know we meet for 15 minutes, but today we're meeting for 30, 35, 40 minutes. Push. Do it. You could do it. It'll be hard. You won't even know what to say. Sing. I'm just throwing stuff out there for you to try. It's not going to hurt. You'll never, time is never wasted when it is being spent with our Heavenly Father, the one who can restore time restore okay let me go back to that definition for you in case you want to hear it restore what is restored abundance only comes from something that was taken from you so you're you're giving up you're sacrificing 30 minutes of your life and he is going to restore your time abundance he's going to give you more than you ever had you understand so i it's just so important i really hope that you guys are getting it and you know what? I want you to to look this up. OK, I want you to look up examples of prayer with Thanksgiving. OK, I'm not going to read it. I want you to read it. I want you to flip through not your Bible app. I want you to flip through your Bible and I want you to read. So I want you to go to Philippians four, 
in the sixth verse, Philippians 4, 6. I want you to go to 1 Thessalonians. That's in the back of your Bible. <laughs> 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And then I want you to go to Colossians 3, 17. Okay, those are examples of prayer with thanks. So, this is going to be good. It's going to be so good. You got to go into prayer also expecting. God, I'm coming here and I'm expecting you to do this. Because you, the same God said that the birds outside don't worry. So how much more for me? Is my life not worth more than a bird? It is. It is. And you take care of birds like it's nothing. They don't worry about nothing. They wake up and they go because they're taken care of. But us people, we be stressed out about nothing. We're stressed about tomorrow and we're not even there. Yet we serve a God who's in our future, who's in our present, and who was in our past. Okay? We serve a God who is always there. He's omnipresent. Listen, the God is God, the God, God is really good. He's really out here. He's good. We got to just devote ourselves to prayer. We have to be steadfast. We have to be persistent. Um, and trust me, you're going to see a turn around. Okay. Prayer is an act of faith. It is talking to God. It is asking for help. It is expressing thanks. It's everything that we need in this world. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and end it on that note. And I really want you guys to try it. I want you to set your atmosphere. I want you to read those scriptures again. I want you to just push, invoke God, bring him, bring him to you. Say, God, I'm coming and I'm expecting you to do this, this and this. And you know what? What I like to do when I pray is I remind God of what his word says. God, you said X, Y and Z. Remind him of what he said. He likes it. Do it. Trust me. So we're going to end. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to let you go. That'll be your homework, your experiment, your excitement. I want you to try it out. I want you to set the atmosphere, get rid of distractions, and pray for longer than what you normally pray. And come expecting, right? Get your heart posture together. Get your heart together. And come expecting him to do great and mighty things. Because that's what he said he was going to do. So I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to release you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord. I pray as they come with you, as they come to you expecting that you will shock them. That you will do a new thing in them. That you will show them something that they've never seen before. We just thank you for being an awesome God, a holy God. You are worthy. You are God who can do everything except fail. We just thank you. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We just thank you, Father. We thank you for being so good to us. You're so good to us that we don't even deserve it. Please help them. God, help everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, help them push in prayer, strengthen them, Lord, give them the desire to want that intimate relationship with you so that they push for you, Father, and that you show up and you surprise them. I just thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, guys, I'm letting you go. May the Lord bless you. May he shine his face upon you. May he be with you. And I will be praying for you. Until next time, shalom.